to Eat the Damn Cake. I am Carly, and I'm so, so excited to sit down with someone that we have been wanting to have on for the longest time. If you live in Boston, you already know her name, Christina Muccio. She is a fitness legend. She is a business builder, an entrepreneur, an investor. She is a jack of all trades. So welcome to Eat the Damn Cake. Thank you. And a podcaster, obviously. Honored. I'm so honored you're here. Like, thank you for coming on. I am so excited. I want to um, kind of jump in right away and it. get to the meat and potatoes, Let's, as they like to say. But if this is your first time listening, I just want to say that this podcast is all about fitness, health and wellness, but how everybody deserves and has a place in the fitness industry. And you don't have to look a certain way, eat in a certain way, dress a certain way, do a certain type of workout to be considered part of the fitness industry. And Mooch is also a reason why we want to have that on because she is a true believer of all that. And so let's dive in, Mooch. You. First of all, I, I actually know your birthday. This is like wild. November 29th. Yeah. It is Do you know what year though? Actually, we probably shouldn't say the year. Guess. Well, hold on. Let me do a little. 1990? No, I appreciate it. But 89. I'm an okay, 80s baby. So, okay. So close. Yeah. Um, But you're directly six months from me. Yes. So I'm May 29th. She's November 29th, which is why I've always remembered her birthday. So you are a Sag. Yep. Okay. Yep. Sag and Gemini. Um, We're perfect together. We are. And we have like, I feel like we bounce off each other really well. Moosh and I have been friends for a long time. If you don't know, we go all the way back to 2017 bespoke instructor training. Holy shit. That is when I met her <laughs> six years ago. It's wild. Um, and I remember looking up to her so much in training because she had not only taught before, but like kind of took me under her wing as this like, I mean, what, six years? I was 23. I was like this little baby 23 year old who like was coming in to the fitness industry, trying to break in and make a name for myself. And you gave me so much good advice and like helped me find music and told me where to find it. And I just like always remember having that like special connection with you from training and oh, it, I love that and she made it and I didn't <laughs> no, and we're kidding. here to tell the story yeah, and we're here to tell the story because one year later I was back baby she was came so, back hot yeah so I it was so much fun and I got to enjoy like five amazing years at Bespoke with Mooch and she is still at Bespoke but beyond Bespoke I want to get like yes we all know she works there and absolutely crushes the strength the spin everything I'm actually taking your class on Sunday I'm signed up for ride 60 yikes oh a little power hour action (laughs) I love it I can't wait um so we all know that you work at Bespoke and that you've been there for what six years now Mm -hmm. yeah and I want to get into your life beyond bespoke and I want to get into like your why your reasoning because you in a way the way you show up on social media and in person is always rooted back to your why and your Mm -hmm. purpose and I just want to talk more about that today. Sure. So where did you grow up? I grew up in Andover, Mass. Love it. And then where did you go to college? I went to Bucknell. Bucknell. What did you major in? psych and sociology. Okay. Which like at the time you're like, what am I going to do with that? You kind of pick it because it's like, oh, it's applicable anywhere. And I was one of those kids that was like, I love humans and I want to study humans. Oh yeah. And this has paid off. I feel like in so many ways. Mm -hmm. So do you feel like you have a very good read on people when you walk into a room? Yes. And I also like to walk into a room like a blank slate. Like I like to give people an opportunity to like just be whoever they are and 
give me an opportunity to like create a perception. Love that. But I think from an energy perspective, like I drive with people really quick. Like you and I, like it was like training. We were like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I'm going to exactly. love you. Yeah, right. Exactly. But um, I do think it's like something that I've learned over time in instead of just walking into a room and being like, oh, I know what that person's like. I know what this person's like based on energy. It's like giving them an opportunity to like actually step into whoever that 100%. person is. Because you never know the kind of day they're having or week or yep period in their life and you need to give them that chance to open up and um, the space to open up because if you judge them off the bat and you kind of like go into this defense mode Mm -hmm. it could shape how they react towards you so I totally get that Um, so from college walk us through your first like steps beyond it like did you want did you know that fitness was for you right away did you know that you wanted to land in this industry or did you start with the corporate nine to five and then just kind of figure out your way from there. Yeah. So when I graduated Bucknell, I, so I ran in college, I was a sprinter through college. Um, and I was almost like one of those kids that was like waiting for my season to end just to experience life beyond sports. However, I knew that I wanted to come back to sports. I didn't know if it was going to be like, you know, going into an agency where you're working with athletes or, um, working as a coach. Like I wasn't really sure what that looked like. So of course I got a nine to five job in New York city. I was like, fuck it. How can I learn really fast? Yeah. Throw myself into New York, into a sales job in New York, get chewed up, get spit out. Like (laughs) do all the things to just like learn at 22. Yeah. And I actually, it's funny, my roommate and I, we ended up working for the same company and we moved out of college 10 days before graduation. So like we did not give ourselves any time. It was like last day of school, first day of corporate. We're like probably a week apart. Oh my God. Psychotic. That is insane. That like, but that is like in true mooch fashion. Yeah, like, I, like would I'm not be, I would not expect anything else. Yeah. So, uh, when I went into corporate, I think I realized quickly, like, not that it wasn't for me because I was learning, Yeah. but what people were talking about when they weren't on the phones and what people were doing outside. I was like, why do I just want to like go for a run or like, you know, go take a class. I was living in New York city. Like, of course I was very poor at the time. So yeah. wasn't, I was doing, um, there was a place called boom fitness. That Ooh. was, Ooh. it was, it was like four floors. It was so cool. It was like the grungiest place ever. There were four <laughs> floors. You had a key to the gym so you could go at any hour. And I would go at four 30. I would work out for like an hour and a half. And I don't yeah. even do that now. Like I'm just like, how can I get in and out really quick? Yeah. But I would do like an hour and a half. I would shower there and I would get on the subway and go right to work. And then after work, it was like, okay, I really would like to just like go and like not do any like casual, but I would go and we would go to a happy hour, but we weren't like, we didn't have enough money to get dinner. So we would get sangria thinking like we could drink and eat the fruit and it would be. Oh my God. Like that. Okay. That's (laughs) not the first time I've heard that though from like broke college students or that was me. And it worked. It was like, perfect. This is my life. I'm going to go home by like 10 PM, try and go to sleep by 11, wake up at four 30 and keep going again. Do it all again. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So when was your like, aha moment? Like I need to get out of this and I need yeah. to like jump into my own thing. So I ended up moving to Colorado, um, 10 months after I was in, I moved to New York. I was like, I want something new. Yeah. The company that I was working for was opening an office in Denver. Okay. 
And I was like the laughing joke at our office because I kept being like, I've never gone to the West. Like, that's so far away. Like the West, the most West place I've ever gone is Tennessee. And they're like, Mooch, like, (laughs) please stop saying that. Yeah. So I ended up moving to Colorado without even going. And they were like, just go out for six months and see how you like it. Fast forward five years. I ended up staying there, getting a new job um, as a sales engineer. So staying in corporate. However, that was right as I started teaching. And I started teaching. It was like a functional ride class because everyone out there likes to ride bikes outside. There was no Soul Cycle yet. There was no Berries. They now have Rumble. Like yeah. they have all the big studios out there. But for me, it was like I wanted. I wanted to find a place where I could create a community outside of work. Yes. Um, it wasn't until one of my old colleagues left the company that I worked for in New York, and she went to Soul. And I was like, wait, people are actually doing this like full time. Like that is wild to me. Yeah. And it's interesting because my mom was actually in fitness. Like growing up, she, when she had my brother and I, she left her job and was like, oh, maybe I'll like pick up some fitness classes now. So I grew up seeing it. Yeah. And I'll never forget the conversation that I had with my mom. I was like, I think I'm going to go and do fitness full time. And she's like, what? Like fitness full time to her, it was like $10 a class and oh, absolutely. you might teach like once a day, yeah, five days and like, a week. What, I mean, what year was this? Because it was like foreign to be full-time fitness yeah. up until like, I don't want I, eight years ago. Like I want to say yeah. like it was when it was, I was like 21 and I first heard about soul cycle instructors being yep. full-time fitness. I was like, this is a wild concept. Yep. I think it was 2013. Yeah. Um, my friend Kaylee, maybe Kaylee's listening to this. So, I don't know. She's still at soul 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh my God. Yep. So I started teaching. Yeah. It would be 11 years. And then it was like 2013 when I saw her do that, I was like, Oh shit, there could be something here. And I, I like, and I don't know if you can relate to this, but like, you don't really know how it's going to work. Like whenever you're doing something new, you don't have answers and it's a leap of faith. Yeah. And it's not like you have a blueprint for it. Um, you know, I, I had spoken to, I think it was 82 different people that I was like thinking about, you know, going full-time fitness, thinking about opening my own studio, thinking about like, I got all the way to almost signing a lease in Denver to open a studio. And I'm so grateful I didn't. Yeah. Because I think fitness, especially now, pre or post COVID rather, or during, I don't even know what we're in. What, what I think, era are we yeah, in? I think post, I, I, <laughs> I think we're over it. Yeah. I think, I think everyone is actually just over I think it. COVID was like March, 2020 and that's it. So yeah, we're post. No, exactly. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so I think it was like having these conversations and understanding more of what I wanted to be able to say, like, it's definitely not a studio. It's something even bigger than that. Yeah. Um, which led me to Carly Byron. Yay. 2017. I know. I know. Cause I remember you had just moved back from mm-hmm. Colorado. And so what made you decide to come back to Boston and like start your honestly family? It okay. was like, where my, where's my family? Where are like my roots? Um, because if I'm going to take this leap, like I want to take it with an environment and a, and a group and a community that like I can lean back on. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And your mom, your yep. brother, my brother, 
yeah, it was just like, even all my high school friends ended up moving back this way. Minus one. We're still waiting for her no uh, pressure. Kelly, yeah, um, come on over Kelly. Come to the dark side, come to the cold side. Where does she live? She's in Texas. So oh, like okay, yeah. the very cold side, but yeah, she knows she'll be back. Yeah. She, they all come. Oh, we back. all come back. <laughs> I know. All come, we back. all come back. I'm waiting for my high school best friend to come back, Alex. So God damn it, Alex. I know. Where's she, Alex? Hoboken. So she's having a good time. She's living her best life. But like, you can live your best life in Boston, I Alex. I agree. I told her. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we're just calling people out for not living here. God damn it, Alex. I'm, <laughs> I need to tell her she has to listen to this episode. Um, so you come back. Yes. And at that point, had you been in contact with Bespoke and been like, all right, this is where I've decided. And how did you decide Bespoke over Soul over anything else? So... Um, little behind the scenes, I actually auditioned for soul in 2016. There was not one in Denver, but I went to Austin. I had a client in, um, I actually had a client in California. So I was going back and forth to California every week. And whenever I was out in California, I was trying like the souls, the, any spin studio I could basically get into, I was going into, um, now it's funny because I had never taken a Barry's class, but when I came back, it was December. Actually, it was Christmas Eve. I took Katie B's class oh on Christmas God. Eve of 2016. And I left. I walked out of the door, out of the studio. And I was like, who do I have to get in touch here to like audition? I didn't even know if we were hiring. I had no idea. And do you remember Paige? Yes. Who used to work? So Paige was working the front desk. Oh and she goes, gosh. oh, you have to contact Allie. And I go, who's Allie? Fucking Raymer. I'm like, who's Allie? Oh my God. Like the head of Ride. So funny. (laughs) So Paige kind of looked at me like, you definitely don't go here. Like, who are you? Oh, because I was like, who's Allie? Like, what email should I, like, where do I go? (laughs) So, um, it was within the same week that I saw Barry's was also hiring. Okay. So I got into Bespoke for an audition. Mm -hmm. I flew back from Denver to audition. Flew back from Denver to audition for Barry's after I took my, my I literally took one Barry's class and yeah, it was, yes, um, yes. it was Brian Weller's class and he did, um, a mile challenge. And I was like, is this what this place is like? I don't like this. Oh my God. I don't like this at all. <laughs> so, so hard. audition, yeah. Audition for Barry's and bespoke that the same weekend ended wow. up getting into both. So it was like kind of back and forth between Denver and Boston trying to figure out like, okay, if I'm just going to send this, like I probably should move back yeah. and even tell my old boss. Oh my I just, God. I just fucking left and I was working remote from Boston. He had no idea. Wow. So when did, was that the plate, the, <laughs> the writing place? What fit? Yeah. No. Wait, what writing place? Where you wrote blog posts? No, that was like, I just picked that up because I was like, oh, okay. Hopefully I become an instructor and can find a paycheck. Otherwise I'm kind of screwed. Yeah. <laughs> but I was working for um, Worldwide Technology. I was a sales engineer. Wow. Um, Comcast and NBC were like my two clients. So anywhere they were, I was going, which actually okay. brought me into cities that were, that had the soul cycles, that had the berries, that had like these bigger fitness studios that I would be able to like play around in, which was cool. So honestly, it's all kind of worked out for a reason. Honestly, it did. Yeah. If you had never taken the leap to nine to five, tra- got gotten mm-hmm. to travel, gotten to take these classes, like yep. you would not be where you are today. Yep. So 
okay, you move back to Boston, you start yep. bespoke training, you start Barry's training, you dive headfirst into full-time fitness. What are your initial thoughts when you're in full-time fitness? Are you like, holy fuck, this is rocking my world? Yes. And like in the best way possible, like yeah. it's kind of like a playground. But you were teaching like on the upwards of 20 classes a week. Yeah. I had at one point I had 25 classes. Yeah. That isn't. And then the lots my voice. Like, <laughs> yes, yeah. your voice sounds so much better now. It Don't, sounds doesn't so it? good. Yeah. yeah. It cracks a little bit, but like, no, it's, it's kind of part of it now. It's so much much better. I, I remember the raspy voice. Yeah. Um, so when you're teaching that many classes, are you, where's your headspace at? Are you just grateful to be doing it? Yes. I think there, and you could probably relate to this. Like there are days where you're like, what the fuck am I actually doing? Like if you zoom out of your life and you're like, I'm teaching a fitness class 25 times a week, which I don't even know how we did that. I could, yeah. Like I cried every I day. I teach a triple on Wednesdays <laughs> and I'm a, like a noodle on Thursdays. Yeah. Um, but you zoom out of your life and I think it's, it's a really, a really great practice of staying present because mm -hmm. you're going to get people that are like, wait, you do fitness full time. Like that must be so easy. That must be so fun. Like you teach classes and that's it. Like you get all these chirps from different levels and different opinions and different thoughts. And, um, I think honestly that to me was probably the harder part. Cause I was like a people, pre people pleaser up until like probably six years ago, like, yeah starting at bespoke, I was definitely a people pleaser. I was like, literally I will. Yes. Yes. Take any yes, class, yes. any time, any, anywhere. And like opinions of other people would definitely kind of like filter into my brain. And I would think about it more than like my own opinion. Yeah. And you probably get this question a lot is like, how do you do it? And honestly, at that point there, I didn't have an answer. I was just like, I fucking show up and I do it. Just like do it. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said about trusting without knowing yeah, and trusting without guaranteeing instead of like knowing that it's going to be okay and being like, well, that's why I trust it. Cause I just know. Yeah. But like intuitively, I just knew it was going to be like, that was it for me. Yeah. And you were, mm -hmm. and you also like, I mean, yes, you trust yourself and you trust your own, like what you're capable of doing, but there are definitely times. And I, like I said, like you said, I can relate to it. There were times when I questioned myself and mm -hmm. I was like, am I going to make it this week? Is it, am I, is, are my legs going to fall <laughs> off tomorrow? Um, yeah, because we're doing so much of it when mm -hmm. you're, especially when you're riding. So th then you're teaching Cape, Wellesley, everything, berries. Yeah. Was it, did you leave berries before you decided to start move? No, no. So you decided to add that in yep. on top of everything you were 100%. doing. hundred percent. So here's where my brain was at, which I think was like, did you ever hear that? Like the Simpsons, like predicted the future or whatever. Yes. And they still do. Okay. I literally felt like that was my life yeah. because 2018, I was like, fuck, I need something else. Like my body's going to actually decompose <laughs> I as I'm riding. I'm going to yeah. turn into dust as I'm teaching a Barry's class. <laughs> and I need to figure out another way to support people outside of a studio. Cause here's the other thing is, is like you pay $30 a class, right? Mm -hmm. Or whatever it is, upwards of $30, right? And I had a lot of people that wanted to come to more than the classes that they could afford. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, how else and what else and what other modalities can I support them in to get them to where they want to go? Cause here's the thing about fitness, right? Is like, 
sure, there's a fitness aspect. There's the nutrition aspect. There's the consistency, the accountability, but like so much and actually everything that we do is it's a, it's a mindset. Absolutely. So I started to see like, okay, cool. How could I kind of take this very holistic approach to fitness, to, um, nutrition, to, you know, accountability and create something that's available outside of the studio. And create a community. So 2018, I was using Zoom, which was hilarious because once 2020 happened, everyone was like, how the fuck do we use Zoom? And I was like, like I've been here. I can teach a master <laughs> class you. on yeah. Zoom. <laughs> You're like, I'm yeah. watching you on the master classes. Yeah. Like how to present on Zoom. This is how you share your screen. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So um, it, it just came from like a, an understanding and seeing what people needed. Yeah. So started that company in 2018 and then I didn't leave Barry's until 2020, January of 2020. Really? It mm -hmm. feels like longer than that, but okay. And yeah. then you dove back into strength up bespoke. Yes. Back into, into strength up bespoke, not yes. back into. Yep. I didn't start strength until 20, 2021, maybe 2020. Okay. Um, and now you are a leader of the strength program, yeah. which is so cool. It's been so fun. full circle. Yeah. It's like fun. Cause I got to create, I got to rebrand strength. I got to, um, create the new concept training camp, which is like so much more. Oh my God. It looks amazing. I need to yeah, come. just come. <laughs> um, just, just walk in. Um, so yeah, it's given me kind of that creative outlet, which, you know, I think for me, like the way that I like to work out is definitely more strength-based. Yeah. Like I don't go, I wouldn't typically go and ride 15 classes a week. No. Like I'll teach 15 classes, but there's something different about um, strength that I just gravitate towards. I feel like a lot of people are also moving in that direction um, mm -hmm. and using ride as like their form of cardio, but not relying on ride as much as they used to. I yep. think that during the pandemic, a lot of people found strength and their ability to move their body outside of doing just riding, just running, just like mm -hmm. straight cardio. And a lot of people are really leaning into strength now and lifting weights and lifting heavier and building their bodies. And I'm here for it. Yeah, I will say that is, I'm definitely here for that. And I think too, like, we all know that COVID disrupted a lot of things in the fitness industry, right? Everything. Fitness studio, everything. However, I think the disruption was actually, it was a way for us to get out of our, our like robotic autopilot. Right. Absolutely. And even as instructors, like we took a step back and we we're like, holy shit, like, wait a second. Like our bodies don't need to do that. Yeah. Like what examples are we setting for clients of like, oh, I want to like, you know, look like that person. Oh, but they're teaching 20 classes a week. Is that not feasible for me? Right. Exactly. So I think it disrupted a lot of the ways in which the fitness industry operated for sure. But I think as instructors, like it gave us an opportunity to create our own brands. Oh yeah. Right. I remember talking to Mark about this and during COVID when Maddie and I started built by Byron and he's like, no, I'm in full support because this is the way the fitness industry is going. Each yep. instructor has their own special modality that they can like bring in, but they're all at communally at like one studio. Yep. And I, I loved that outlook on it. And I loved his support from it because it really showed that he was paying attention and not like, no, bespoke or die. You yeah. know what I mean? He was like, you do you, yep. but come in here and teach up bespoke and, and we'll accept both. Yeah. And that was so cool of him. Yeah. I think too, there's like, you know, that idea of the leaders that are doing it believe truly in like collaboration versus like the people who are in it. It's all competitive. Oh, yeah. 
And it's like, it's like community over competition day after day after day. Like I would rather collaborate with every single fitness professional in Boston rather than be pinned up against them. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. And I think, believe it or not, I'm seeing more and you could probably agree or disagree with this. I'm not sure. But I think post COVID, like COVID disrupted that, like people saw that there was a disruption in the way people work out. They want multimodality. They want, you know, different communities. And I think it kind of shed a couple layers of competition in the fitness industry. Yes. And it's like, go wherever the fuck you want to spend your money. Like exactly. And enjoy it. And if that's multiple places, then great. Yeah. And if that, like whatever brings you joy, like life is too short to not enjoy what you're doing day to day. And if one day it's at, bespoke one day it's at solid core one day it's at berries and go all in on that like it's okay you don't have to commit to one thing yeah so yeah i i'm right there with you i believe in that so you ended up leaving berries you started your own business and this is where i really want to talk about the entrepreneurial journey of Mm -hmm. yours um that has led you into business coaching yeah because you started this mindset community move and you took it to not levels that like people usually don't see within their first couple of years of business. Mm-hmm. So why wh- I'm trying to like think of a way to word this. How did you get there? And like, what made you want to like help others get there? Um, that's a great question. Uh, the, I th- think the first thing that I, I really clung on to when I first started move was like seeing people go beyond what they actually thought was possible. Right. I wanted to essentially show people that the limits that we've created, it's, it's exactly that (laughs) it's you created it. So like, where else can you go? Where else can you create? Where else can you see possibility? Um, so I think that honestly is what really started it for me. I think one of the really cool aspects of starting the business was like, I wasn't in it for the money. Like, no, I was like, okay, I keep, I need to keep teaching a for like income, but I didn't realize like our business brought in a million dollars in 13 months. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? And the only reason I knew that was because we hired a business coach and he was like, Hey, you need to go back. And like, we need to actually look at like where you're spending money. Meanwhile, I think our only expense when we started was like the upgraded version of zoom, which at that point was like probably two cents. Yeah. You're like, Oh, I'm like, cool. Um, and it's so expensive. I know. I'm like, you are robbing me. Zoom. (laughs) Damn it. Um, but yeah, I think like the money piece of it was like, so like, secondary, even now I'm just like, how can you live in a place of pure passion to a point where like, you don't even see what results are coming from a money perspective, from a following perspective, from like a growth perspective, obviously like as a business, you need to like hit certain goals and you want to see, like, you want to be able to measure via data. However, like what decisions are you making from data versus like leaning into your intuition and just being like, no, this is what I, this is where I want to spend my time. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. But yeah, I mean, I think like as move grew and as I saw more potential in, oh shit, like this could actually be a full-time thing and I'll never never forget. I went into Barry's. I had a meeting, um, about coming down to, I think I was like at that time, I think I was at like 
eight or 12 classes. Which is and, a lot. And yeah. And I was like, okay, how much time can I get back to pour back into move? So I had a conversation around like, I want to drop down to four classes. Yeah. And Dustin and Brian, I love them both so, so much. Like they were incredible mentors for me, um, gave me so much shit, but like love them to death. And they had mentioned this initiative that the studio was going to be moving towards more full-time instructors. And I was like, okay, well, I don't want to do that. Like, yeah, I'm not leaving bespoke. I love it so much. I'm happy to drop down in classes. However, like I need to open up more space for like what I really want to grow. Yeah. So they were like, okay, cool. Well, we can't meet you at four. And I was like, okay, then I'm like, we're good. Um, still go to Barry's like all the time, all the time. Yeah. Love it. Love all the instructors, like an incredible workout. However, for me, it was like, what time can I get back and pour into something that I see? Like, I wanted to see if this thing actually had legs, like yeah, and you're a year in and you're like, oh shit. Like, am I going to get serious with this person? Like, yeah, no, seriously. Like, you're like, are we like married? a relationship? Yeah. Like, should we move in? Are, are we, we getting married? Or are we breaking up? Like Literally. what's happening? Yeah. And like, I think, you know, it was interesting because that was January of 2020. And then what fucking COVID hit March of 2020. And yeah. then they had to furlough a bunch of people anyway, like every studio on the freaking yeah. planet. And so it was almost like this little paying for me to be like, okay, I made exactly the decision that I needed. The universe once again, coming in and telling She's you. She's hot. Yeah, yeah. She was like, yeah, was like, you made the right choice. Yeah. So then you take a step away from move and kind of dissolve that and switch over to coaching, which yep. I can personally say Maddie and I did her coaching so business. Great. Love it. it. So fun. And it was so fun. And you got all the, you shared all these golden nuggets of like how to build a business. But a lot of it wasn't about building a business. It was about building a community. That's it. And that's like really what you guys capitalized on and like how to make people feel seen and how to make them feel heard and show up for them as much as like as every single day, like as much as you can. Yeah. Um, and so I can definitely say Maddie and I took that piece of it. So like and ran with it and we're like, yep. yes, this is, this is how we do it. And it's really cool to pour that back into our business and to have that experience. I love that. Um, but you moved into 90 day CEO, which now are you, you are on your own. You're a solo, yeah. solo yep. business coach. Mm -hmm. Yep. I sold, um, 90 day October 1st and then left for Italy, October 20th to go get married. Love it. Yeah. So it was like, a lot of transition, right? Um, we were still actually running move all the way through to the end. So like 2018 to 2022 move was running 90 day CEO started in 2019. So we were operating like essentially if you break businesses down How into like have time for that, you literally, you just, you make you just it do it. Yeah. And you delegate a lot, right? We got yeah. to a point where we're like, okay, these systems we can automate these systems. We can like hire someone for, yeah. um, because God knows, like there were a lot of things that there was so someone much. we could have hired could do a lot better than me. Like, please take it, you know? But I, well, I know how much work and like exercises, worksheets, videos you gave us. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how did they have time to make all that? I know. God, a lot of coffee. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. But so you, I did not know you were in move. So mm -hmm. did you just not accept any new clients into move? We did. Um, the way in which we 
positioned the product in terms of like how it was coached shifted. So like we were in it a lot more obviously at the beginning and then around 20, I would say 2021, we started to like, you know, hire different coaches to come in for certain coaching calls and, you know, yeah. So it was, it was fun because then you get to bring in other coaches to like really empower them to step into their space as a coach. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the transitions and like, honestly, I, I don't talk about this enough, like, and you know, kind of my journey through this, but every time I do, I really think about like how all of it was just laid out for me. Like I believe in true destiny. Like I believe we're born and there's like a straight line that like is destiny. Yeah. And what we do as humans is we fucking complicate it. Like we do, we love that. And I wouldn't trade any of it for the for anything. Yeah. Um, because you learn so much going off of this. Like if you picture a line, right, this is how I explain deja vu, which is kind of weird, but you picture a line, like that's your, that's your destiny. That's your life. Yeah. And we come in, we're born. And then all of a sudden we turn that line into like a bunch of scribbles. And sometimes we go backwards. Sometimes we go forwards, but every time we cross over that line of our destiny is like deja vu. So, you know, okay, I'm on the right path. Oh my gosh. And I know it's so weird. It's so, I haven't this had a deja vu in a while. <laughs> well, you gotta, you gotta keep scribbling. Babe. I know. <laughs> now I'm nervous. I'm just <laughs> Am I doing this right? I literally <laughs> took a far left. <laughs> You're so far away I from your line. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh God. Um, but yeah, I think it like talking about this is such a cool way to zoom out and be like, no, all of this was like perfectly planned for me. Yeah. So like, was that transition difficult? Cause not only in the same month did you sell like one of your major businesses that you owned or part owned and then went straight to Italy for a most like magnificent, yeah, yeah, the most magnificent wedding come back leader of like bespoke strength. Like literally like, I yeah. feel like everything just like happened all at once. And it was like, and here you are now. And then like spit you out and just like, there you are. It's literally how I moved to New York. It was like, chew me up, yeah. spit me out and I will, I'll be here. Exactly. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of the transition and a lot of like, even moving away from my old business partner, right? Like there was a lot of different phases of that, that I think I was experiencing even long before October, right? Okay. Because yeah. we started talking about selling. Um, it was May. So we're going through the whole summer really thinking about like what's the best opportunity for our clients, what's the op- best opportunity for us, um, what are our options and how do we arrive at a at the best one. Yeah. Um which is probably a difficult conversation to have with someone you've been in business with for a long time. Yeah. And it's like, it's a, you got to come from like a very loving position, right. Of like, Hey, our intention is just for anyone to win anyone and everyone to win. So how do we arrive at the best option for, for that? Yeah. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then, you know, I think selling and then jumping literally on a plane, like two weeks later was like, it felt like a celebration. Like I felt like I could finally celebrate, um, my responsibilities definitely shifted. Um, and then of course we try to go to Bali for like three weeks. We're like, this is going to be the best three weeks ever. And Alex's fucking appendix bursts and he like goes septic in three days. And I'm like, Oh, we gotta go home. That was absolutely insane. I know we spent our honeymoon in New Jersey. So I, yeah, I feel for you. I I demand a redo. I know. Well, you have your, is he going on your retreat? No. 
Um, like, yeah, no. Well, you have another chance to do <laughs> no. something we'll fun do, together. We'll do a vacation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I know that um, we are like running out of time, oh, but I do want to say, do you feel like now you have come to a point in your life where you feel very well-rounded and balanced between everything or are you still working to find the balance? I think it's an just an ever going opportunity for us to find. I do feel balanced. Like, I don't know if balance is the right word, but I also think I had someone say to me yesterday, like you figured it all out. And I'm like, no, that would be boring. I would be fucking bored if I figured all of this out. So I think there is an element of me that enjoys kind of the process of figuring things out, but also knowing that there's a lot more and it's hard to see when you you really don't know like what is available because you can't envision it. You don't know like, oh, I'm going to be a fitness instructor. Like there's something beyond. And I think the most fun part for me is finding what's beyond and creating it into a vision that like I enjoy and then being like, cool. Now what? Like, oh, now you're doing retreats. Now you're like, you're adding in other elements that you probably didn't envision years ago, but now you are. Yep, exactly. That is so cool. And Because you're such a disciplined person, I need to ask your morning and nightly routines. So my mornings start very early still. I am a, like the mornings are my sweet spot. I want to make sure that I am up before anyone else. Like no one bug me. I don't check my phone. I'll check texts and sometimes Slack, but um, I don't check Instagram or any like social platforms. Um, I try to go until nine, but sometimes if it's like, if you're like, you know, when you're a fitness instructor and people are like reposting your, you know, yeah. whatever you just, you have get to on. be on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my morning routine is like very simple. It's like, wake up, I can get ready in nine minutes. Okay. So you've timed yourself. We love it. <laughs> I have <laughs> literally like, narrowed it down to nine minutes. That's impressive. Yeah. And I go and teach, you know, I, I usually teach and then do my own workout and then I settle back in. Um, okay. I work, I love to work from home. It's like, I mean, ever since I moved back, it's like, yeah, (laughs) Esco get to pet his mustache every day. Um, and then my night routine, I'm kind of open. Like I've tried like a very scheduled night routine. I've tried like a shutting down routine where it's like you get off your screens at a certain time and you stop eating at a certain time or you like, you know, don't drink water or tea. Like I just to me, I'm like, that is an energetic drain. I'm just going to like feel into what I need. So sometimes I watch trashy TV and trashy TV to me is like law and order SVU. Like what's going to give me nightmares. (laughs) It's going to absolutely terrify me. Yeah. It's going to fuck up my entire REM sleep, but like, I love it. Um, so I, it, sometimes I watch TV. Sometimes I scroll on my phone to be honest. Like sometimes I read a book. Um, it just really depends on like what I need. Love it. And when do you ice barrel? We need to know. I every day. Every day. Yep. Is that morning, night, midday? It's usually well, technically by the time I get home um from like teaching, working out, it's anywhere between like ten AM and noon. You and Joe can bond over that. He does it every day. He, he loves does? it. So much. Oh yeah. Go we Joe. bought a cattle tub, like a cattle trough. And filled it. <laughs> it's in our garage. And We're going to ice trough. Yeah, literally <laughs> ice trough. And he, all through the winter, he did it every single day. He said it changed his yeah. dopamine level, everything. Like he swears by it. Yeah. I did it for two weeks straight and I 
really enjoyed it and they got really cold out and I was like, I'm out. I'm so, good. I'm I'm done. That's where I draw the like, line. In the summer, I'm down for it. Yeah. Like I go, yeah. But a fair weather troffer. I am. I, I wish I could be like so cool and do it every day. Like Joe, like he does it. He doesn't post it. He's like, no, yeah, I just, just do, do this it. for my mental health. And I'm like, I'm so impressed. Yeah. I think with that too, like there's a physical aspect of icing and like cold plunging or getting in a, even a cold shower. Yeah. For me, it's more the mental. Like oh, how do yeah. I regulate my nervous system? How do I calm my nerves? How do I practice breath? How do I stay? You know what I mean? So yeah. I think if again, like kind of wrapping up in the, in the, the like whole why story, right? If you know your why ice barreling will get so much easier. Exactly. You're like, I'm here because like, I know my body needs this. Yeah. Or I know my brain needs this. Well, this was, I feel like I could keep talking to you for like three Same. more hours, but I know we do both have to go. I know. <laughs> um, but just know that I love you. Everyone go follow her. Shout out your socials. It's uh, at CMooch. Do you have a website? I do. It's ChristinaMoocho.com. Okay. We love it. We love it. Um, you're welcome back anytime. Open invite. And also <gasps> yes. shout out your podcast. Oh, the Point One podcast. Yeah. It releases every Monday morning. Monday mornings at 5.55 a.m. If you, oh no, I love it. If you need like a, jumpstart a perfect jumpstart to your week something to like launch you into another planet to like get motivated and get excited that is the podcast like absolutely monday mornings 5 55 a.m you can count on listening to it <laughs> oh, i love you um, love you so much please come back anytime and please go rate re review wow i just Hello? had a <laughs> <laughs> great review subscribe we love you go eat the damn cake <laughs>